Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Dr. Felix Tan is the associate lecturer at the Singapore Institute of Management, uh, has joined us often before here on Money FM. We welcome him back this morning. Hi, Felix. How are you doing today? I'm great. I have very good news this morning. Uh, the whole morning. It's great to have you on. And tell us what, you know, when you woke up this morning or maybe late last night saw that, that Joe Biden would be the 46th president, what uh, went through your mind? Well, I think with all the text messages coming through from all around places, I think it was a really good news. I think uh woke up to really good news that, you know, Joe Biden is finally the, the next president of the U.S. Uh, but I do see a lot more challenges in coming weeks, you know, for him and his team uh, uh, before he takes over as the 46th president in, in the United States. I mean, uh, not least coming from Donald Trump. So I think we'll have to wait and see what's going to happen at least for the next month. Yeah, Felix, the uh, Trump administration, of course, is promising more legal challenges. Rudy Giuliani, his lawyer, has said they will be coming on Monday. And, you know, they've already they've already put some out there. So there is a little ways to go yet in this process. I think most everyone who's looked at the actual numbers agrees that those challenges, even if they went through, would not make a difference in the outcome of the election. Uh, but of course, that, ways, that remains to be seen what, what happens in the legal sphere. In, in the meantime, the Biden-Harris ticket is really stepping out in a way in public, in a ver- vocal way, saying we are here, you know, we are going to be the next team in the White House, for example, putting together a, a COVID response team starting on Monday. Is this to be expected in the way that they would just say, hey, we're going forward no matter what the Trump uh, White House might try to do to stop us? I think most definitely, if you look at the situation in the U.S. and with this current election, there are a few things that needs to be done as soon as possible. And now let's look at it domestically. Uh, domestically, we have the issue of COVID-19. It's going to be very hard to mitigate the situation if there is nothing, no plans in sight. Uh, so that is one, COVID-19. Secondly, I think uh, uh, what the Joe Biden team needs to do is to unify the people of the United States, you know, of American people, not just uh, its its own supporters, but as well in those uh, uh, red states, as you would put it. So I think unifying the country is going to be a huge, huge challenge, at least in the next four years. And I think the third area domestically would be the economy. You know, it has been doing all right, but I think the econ- economy in terms with U.S.-China relations, and this leads me to the next point, which is going to talk about international uh, issues that the, the new uh, Biden administration will need to uh, uh, um, you know, look into as well. So first and foremost, right at the top of the list would be U.S.-China relations. I mean, what the Trump administration has done, you know, uh, vis-a-vis with uh, China, it left a, 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 a kind of a bitter taste in everyone's mouth, you know, and it's it's not going the direction that we were looking forward to, not least even from China. And I think, uh, uh, secondly, it would be with its European allies. I think the Trump administration had really sort of destroyed all sorts of relationships it has possibly had, had with uh, the, the, its allies in the Western Hemisphere. And that's with, you know, with France, with Germany, with, you know, with, with, with the British, you know, almost literally, you know, all its allies, even in Asia. Uh, and I think third thing, uh, uh, internationally, U.S. would need to rebuild its relationship with Asia. I think Asia has been left out of, you know, this entire, the past four years by and large mm. because of Trump and uh, the direction that he wanted to take. So I think, you know, looking at the situation both domestically and internationally, the Biden administration would have his, uh, his plate full. 
doc, talking with Dr. Felix Tan, uh, the associate lecturer at Singapore Institute of Management. Felix, when you look at the U.S.-China relationship, uh, much has been said already that a Biden administration cannot go backward in terms of having a strong – playing a strong hand against Beijing when it comes to trade, intellectual property rights, South China Sea. The bar has already been set fairly high uh, with the Trump administration, which many people like. You know, Many people in the US and the business community like the fact that he has pushed back hard. Would you see the Biden administration carrying on that line or would he perhaps retreat from it in some way? I think we have to be clear with one thing. U.S.-China relations is, you know, it, it's all would agree that there is a problem, you know, between the two countries. And that competition will remain so whether you are from the Democrat or whether you're from the Republican. It's about the approach in which, you know, uh, the Biden administration is going to take. Now, he will see probably a back to an uh, Obama-esque kind of uh, uh, situation where there will be more engagement with China rather than, you know, getting face-to-face with China. So what I'll see is that the Biden administration is probably going to engage with more of, uh, with its allies in, 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 uh, in Europe as well as in Asia, more so in Asia, to work with China to find a possible, plausible solution. That's one. Secondly, I think uh, what the U.S. would do, and because it's, it's, it's the Democrat and the Biden administration, it will look at multilateralism uh, and also uh, multilateral institutions as well as, you know, sort of liberal institutional uh, uh, issues like international law. So I think it goes through a lot more, you know, uh, uh, in terms of structure uh, in that sense. Felix, when we look at what the world has witnessed over the past, let's say, six months of the campaign. And then we've seen, you know, nearly half of the voters, some 70 million supported Trump all the way up until the end and did so quite vocally. What what has the split in the American electorate said to people in Asia, people in Singapore who are watching America, wondering where the soul of America actually is? I think, you know, in the last four years, uh, uh, U.S. politics has severely deteriorated uh, quite a fair bit. Uh, and you can see it in this particular election. It's messy. It shows that there are people are very, very, very divided. And not just in some states, you know, by and large, you see, if you look across the, 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 all the states, with the exception of some states, most of them are really too close. It's about 50, 60 percent of, of votes for either one of the candidates. And that itself, you know, showcase the kind of split within the 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 the, uh, uh, the American state, and that could be a problem because, as you know, as someone from overseas looking at the situation in the U.S., we are thinking, oh no, this is not going to go down well, uh, and it's and it's messy, it's 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 unpredictable and erratic. And what's worst is that we are seeing that there are support for uh, unpredictable, well. Uh, Trump administration, and that means there are people who are going to go into that sort of mindset, that sort of dealing with you know, the international uh, uh, relations moving forward. Even under a Biden administration, though, do you think that this perception that you've just been talking about will negatively impact the U.S. going forward? Will people make decisions going forward, maybe whether it's on business or travel or where they're going to send their kids to higher education, to school? Will they make some of those decisions based on the, you know, the underbelly of American society that they have seen laid bare uh, in, in you know, recent months? 
highly unlikely. I think the status of the US will still remain very high. I think there's much more to look forward to, uh, you know, with regards to America, you know, uh, in that sense. I think at the end of the day, we have to realize that the US is more than just a Democrat, more than just a Republican. It is more than just, you know, Trump or Biden. Because at the end of the day, it boils down to the core liberal values and the principles upon which the U.S. has predicated on. And that is the, the, the sort of you know, uh, human rights, to talk about democracy, this very strong belief in democracy. And I think that is very important. And when people from the outside looking at it, we will look at these issues and not particular uh, uh, issues that, that, that affect domestic politics within the U.S. Does it almost give the U.S. stronger or more cachet because you can come through such a divided time and get back to a peaceful transfer of power, assuming it does stay that way in coming weeks? Uh, and, a, and even though the particular system of counting votes in the electoral system may leave something to be desired in some people's minds, do, does it actually give the, the U.S. Uh, you know, a pat on the back for coming through this and still electing a president in a relatively peaceful way. I think that is the beauty of democracy, at least American democracy. And I think what uh, what this particular election uh, uh, tells the rest of the world is that you know the U.S. will survive, you know, despite the domestic issues that they are facing, despite the divisions that they have they have faced uh, within the. The country, I think it, it demonstrates clearly to, to the rest of the world that, you know, uh, U.S. is here to stay mm-hmm. and for the long run, and not just for the short term. And it, it's able to, to mitigate and handle any problems that it will encounter moving forward. Yeah, talking with Dr. Felix Tan, the Associate Lecturer at Singapore Institute of Management. Felix, when, when you look forward now, not just for the next transitional period into this administration, but what kind of leadership are you going to look forward to or hope that the U.S. exhibits uh, getting through in getting into this new administration, the Biden-Harris administration? I think there are a lot of people who feel that you know, they are hoping for a back to the days of Obama or you know, at least uh, uh, the, the, the days of, of the Democrat leadership where there is more engagement with the rest of the world. I think... Uh, while we hope that that will continue, you know, uh, by and large, uh, that we'll see a return to the Obama-esque kind of uh, administration, I think Joe Biden will have a different style as well. So moving forward in the next four years, what I do foresee is that there will be some issues that will remain and uh, it might still adopt a Trump kind of, you know, a Republican kind of uh, uh, coating towards it, uh, especially in, in terms of uh, international relations. But if you look at domestic, I think there will be more engagement. There will be a, there will be a huge need to build the the, the rapport and the, to unify its people together once again. And I think stronger the national identity of the American citizen, the mm. better it will be for the country uh, moving forward. Thanks for your comments on that, Felix. Felix, while I have you on the line, I do want to ask you a couple of questions about what's happening in Singapore politics today, because it is a it is a notable day here. the uh, The PAP will elect its central executive committee. What is the importance of that? Uh, that these the vote today to put that slate forward in the PAP. I think if you look at the PAPCEC, I think uh, what's important is that it, it, we are going to look at the new 4G leaders and who is probably going to take over the new term uh, within the PAP. And uh, it, clearly, it will demonstrate the strength of PAP leadership 
I think that is very important, at least the core members of the CEC, the Central Executive Committee there. So I think whoever is being elected, you know, we could see a remain of a status quo, uh, but whoever is elected inside there will actually uh, 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 lead the PAP for the next next year or next couple of years. Yeah. When I read the article on that, it seemed that the same names were being put forward, correct me if I'm wrong, this time around as were last time around. Is that is that correct or have the names changed? Like, likelihood that that would be the same group of people. But if you look at the situation post uh, Singapore election, you know, 2020, we'll see that there had been quite a shock in terms of the results. So I don't think, and, and Prime Minister Lee has also said that that probably will remain, you know, a, a bit more time before the transition happens uh, in terms of its leadership. So what I'll see is that uh, by and large, the CEC will remain the same. Awesome. Thank you for your insight into that. Another local political story that is making news today. Dr. Felix Tan, Associate Lecturer, Singapore Institute of Management. As always, thanks for being with us on Weekend Mornings. Hope to have you back again soon. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.